grand day and welcome to the giving you your flowers podcast brought to you by your girl alexa a podcast created as a confident space for black women and women of color to share their stories their knowledge growth love and more no filter a place for our roar to be heard and not labeled as aggression and trigger warning i cannot promise that you won't be moved, hurt, euphoric, or anything in between, but I can promise you the space to express confidently, all right? All right, so we had quite a few quote of the day fans, so I think I may go around and do this one one more again, or I might do it a few more times, you feel me? Um, But I think I really chose a good one to segue onto this episode with. The quote of the day that we have today is by Brene Brown, really amazing author, researcher, motivational speaker. Uh, Oprah vouches for her like crazy, and I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan as well. And she said, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. I'll say it one more time. So we can really resonate with this and really absorb it. She said, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when the even when we risk disappointing others. I got so tongue-tied. I do apologize. But it just shows that boundaries are necessary. If you truly love yourself and you truly want to show love to yourself you have to have a set level of boundaries, a set level of basically guidelines as to how you want to be treated as a person. You are telling people, this is what I will or will not deal with. This is what I will or will not accept. This is what I will or will not love and respect. This is what works for me. It's about you at the end of the day. So hopefully that quote of the day resonated with someone I definitely think the first one before I started the little stutter uh, should be good, but I will have it down in the show notes and I do appreciate you all. Let's go ahead and get started into the rest of this episode of Boundaries. We had our conversation on boundaries last week and I hope that helped a few people just like it helped myself when I first found out about boundaries. We talked about these six types of boundaries. And this week, we're going to talk about the levels of boundaries. The reason I wanna talk about the levels of boundaries is because I want people to get an idea of if you're living in your boundaries healthily. I was almost about to say correctly, but I'm starting to believe that there is no right or wrong in this whole um, life thing we're living, as long as you're going through the process of improving and trying to get to a healthier place. So what our goal is, is to be and get to a healthy place when it comes to our boundaries. The levels of boundaries are porous, rigid, and healthy, all right? And if you look at a scale, let's say like you drew a line or something, 
you can have rigid or porous on either side and have healthy in the middle. And honestly, as humans, we sway between all of them, but majority of the time, you'd like to be at healthy when you are choosing yourself. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to explain now what each one is, right? So you can get a better understanding of how you're using your boundaries and what level you're at so that we can get you to that healthy center, all right? So the first thing I'd like to discuss are porous boundaries, or some people may refer to them as having a weaker set of boundaries, lesser set of boundaries. Um, you're just really open, you feel me? Um, it can look like oversharing. It can look like codependency. It can look like the in inability to say no. So that yes man or yes woman. Very much so people pleasers have porous boundaries. The dependency of feedback. As in you just need somebody to tell you that you're doing great. Or you need somebody to tell you you're not doing great so that you can go and do greater. Accepting mistreatment, just taking any and everything and not setting those boundaries, you know, like how we talked about last week with our parents giving us these ideas of unconditional love and we live inside of these codependent you know, spaces where we feel as though we have to deal with what we have to deal with regardless because that's what everyone else does. Doesn't mean that's the truth, but when we have more porous boundaries, which I will exp yeah, I will say I have had some porous boundaries of my own. I'm still working on them. I'm still working on some. I get a tendency to fall into my codependency quite a lot. And I'm trying to intermingle with the universe and not have it where I'm so just enamored by the events that happen within my relationships because I'm so just connected to them. And that's where my boundaries would come in. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm reading it now and I'm doing it now. I'm trying to set them up now. And uh, hopefully we're getting to a place where, you know, I'm, I'm happy and the people around me are as well. The next level of a boundary I'd like to discuss are rigid boundaries. And these are those extreme boundaries. These extreme boundaries look like passiveness, never sharing building up huge walls rigid boundaries are also referred to as walls so people who have a wall up are people who have a rigid set of boundaries now on either side of these boundaries have they be porous or rigid neither is healthy so if you are seeing that you have levels of boundaries where you're very passive you allow others to mistreat you um you're having high expectations for others, you're enforcing strict rules, um, have it be in your relationship or your family ships or whatever it may be, you avoid being vulnerable. These are unhealthy ways to set your boundaries or this is what unhealthy boundaries look like to be more specific. With all of that, you're probably like, Well, what are healthy boundaries? Well, healthy boundaries are right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. And one of the first things that they start with, which a lot of people get mixed up with it being a rigid boundary, is assertiveness. Yep, I said it. 
Healthy boundaries start with assertiveness. You have to assert yourself. You have to be able to stand on your ground, stand in your ground and get what you need. Because what do we say boundaries are? Boundaries are what leads to our happy, healthy, beautiful, loving relationships. They take us from the headaches, they help us to feel more relaxed and they remove all of that extra tension that we have within our hearts and souls from just not setting up the correct boundaries in the past. So the first thing you have to do is be assertive. You gotta be direct. You have to have a goal. You gotta ask for exactly what you need. You can't be, "Mm, maybe, you know, or or passively, you know, asking, you know, What's a good example of a passive ask? Oh, yeah, like a good example of a passive ask would be like, let's say you have someone do the dishes. You say, hey, Tom, can you do the dishes tonight? You know, it's your turn. You're the roommate's turn on the dish table turn. Tom says, okay. You go live about your day and it's the next day or even two days. Tom hasn't done the dishes you know, and you go and see Tom in the kitchen and you're about to reach for a bowl, but you think it's a better idea to say, ah, wish we had more bowls. That's a little passive. That's a little louder passive. Just holding on to things and reminding people you have to be direct when you have a healthy set of boundaries. You got to be clear about what you want and you can't feel guilty for saying no. You can't feel guilty for saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. These are my boundaries. You have to be able to do that. It's really hard. Like I said um, last week, it's really hard for me to set some of my boundaries too. Just trying to distinguish if my boundary setting at the level that I'm doing it is healthy or not. As well as like me being uncomfortable because of the way that I've been conditioned, sometimes when I am setting a healthy level of boundaries, I feel bad because I'm so used to set, like, you know, just being so unhealthy with my boundaries that setting healthy boundaries is like, ooh, what's going on? When you're setting your healthy boundaries, you're clear about your values. You end up listening and trusting and learning to love your own opinion. And you take it as that. Your opinion is your opinion. I've said it before, these things that I say, unless you know, um, I'm making reference to like the different authors and like different notions or, or people that I'm using. Other than that, these pieces within my podcast are my opinion. So they should not be labeled as fact unless I fact checked it and I brought up that it was a fact. You get me? Which I mean, these these levels of boundaries, these are facts. Like the, the, this is these are facts. Okay, I'd like to say that these are facts about boundaries. I don't want it to be taken as oh, this is just uh, Alexa's opinion on what healthy, unhealthy, weak. You know, I went through looking at different therapists as well as my favorite book from Nedra Glover to Wab, and I collected different evidence on boundaries and what will make us get to a healthier point in our lives and what do healthy and unhealthy boundaries look like to continue on our list of what that was just me trying to say i trust my opinion so yeah if you fuck with you fuck with if you don't take a seat keep listening though um (laughs) 
Oh, a really good one is having a healthy vulnerability with people who've earned your trust. Some of us are so quick to be uh, vulnerable with people just because we feel like it'll bring in a trusting relationship. But the true winner of the boundary setting competition is the person who can set up and have a good level of boundaries and vulnerability with people who they have found that they trust. Because at the end of the day, being vulnerable shows that you trust that person because when you are vulnerable, that person can break that trust. They can break that trust, but being vulnerable with someone says, I trust you enough where I am willing to let down my walls. I'm willing to let you know who I am and I'm willing to let you know what I need. And also the last point I'd like to make about what healthy boundaries look like is if you can't, you can't be dishing it if you can't take it. So I made the statement of, you know, being able to say no is a healthy boundary, but then also being comfortable with hearing no from other people and not taking it personally. And I know for a fact, you know, growing up the princess, that is definitely something that I got to get used to. Like I, I've definitely gotten a lot better as my adult, you know, time is, is gone, you know, through the years and whatnot. But as far as just like hearing the word no, when I really want something, it doesn't always feel the best, but who doesn't always feel, I mean, it doesn't feel the best to anybody, you know, and I'm, I'm getting more leveled at accepting that beautiful um, idea when I'm dealing with those nuances. Now that we know what all these boundaries look like, right? I want you to take a second with yourself to just ask yourself from these lists, what or where do you feel like you lie on this boundary scale that we've created? Like I said, on polar opposite ends, we have rigid, which is more of a wall, you know, and then we have porous, which is more of just free, just, you know, no rules all of that, just free spirited. And then we have healthy where we could just do like dashes around a box. You get me? And it's just like this evenness of wall and porousness. Where do you feel like you flow? Where do you feel like you land on that scale from the examples that I've given you? Take a moment to look at, take a moment to look at yourself deeply. We want to have these levels of awareness for ourselves so that we can get to a good point with ourselves. And what is that good point? Health healthiness, healthiness, okay? We want to be healthy, okay? We want to be living life large and strong and amazing and healthily and proud and beautifully. All right, now that we know where we are on our boundary scale, hopefully we've been taking a little time to think about it. As I was saying earlier, you have to be direct and assertive. So when you communicate, you have to communicate exactly what you want and what you need. And you can't be afraid to do that based off of the other person. You have to remember when you're setting boundaries, boundaries are for both you and that person. This way that both of you all, both participants in this relationship understand exactly what's going on. The communication is how you say it 
what words are you being what words are being said to lead this boundary and the action well that's that's the follow through that's to keep going that's to make sure it happens okay so let's say you have a boundary of something from work we talked about work last time and your boundary is i can only work on a project for four hours a day that's it the action is to only work on that project four hours a day nothing more nothing less or, or or something less if you want to like that's that's your boundary like give yourself some rest please please people make sure you're not burning out when you do that when you communicate what your boundaries are and you set your actions everybody's not going to respond the same because everyone is not used to having boundaries or being given boundaries or respecting boundaries you can't expect a lot from a little as in you can't expect a lot of knowledge and grace from people who may not be able to give you that because of the lack thereof, but it's okay. That's why I'm here to help a little bit. You hear me? Just to give you a little clarity on life of to, to just choose yourself and to help you know that you have the flowers because you are choosing yourself and you're choosing the right direction and path for you. And setting boundaries is one, and which is just one of many ways that you're doing that. The next thing is common responses we get from people when you know we set our boundaries which is one of the reasons that we tend to not set them in the first place because we are so afraid that we are going to run into these multiple scenarios that we're just like we'll avoid it all together conflict avoidancy and we just won't just yeah i don't have to deal with it some of the ways that your boundaries can be responded to is with pushback limit testing as in people are testing your limit see how far they can go see how much they can push your boundary ignoring some people just blatantly just ignore it okay you set a boundary that's cool whatever goodbye rationalizing and questioning just questioning your means of setting that boundary disrespectful to say the least defensiveness basically when they're not listening to you and they're only listening to respond so they can defend themselves ghosting a lot of people a lot of people like to ghost that's just the conflict avoidancy when people are just like oh, i don't want to talk i don't want to talk i don't want to see you i don't want to see you i don't want to talk so they just cut off communication and they're done it's it <laughs> it's a level of avoidancy there's also the silent treatment which is just just right around the corner honestly they're roommates silent treatment and ghosting they're they're roommates and then acceptance that's the one we want that's the one we all have goals to get from people. That's the one that we all want to hear people say and gear towards when it comes to us setting our boundaries with people. We want people to accept them, but understanding that we can't control everything shows, you know, we won't always get that. But it does help to know what it is and what would happen when we set our boundaries, because that's what kind of keeps us from doing it. It keeps us, it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel like we don't want to do it, like we shouldn't do it. Some other uncomfortable feelings that will come from setting your boundaries because you're choosing yourself are minimizing. You'll deny the impact of the events that happen in your life based off of your lack there of boundaries. You'll just downplay it. And that's not fair because 
honestly, regardless of you downplaying the situation, you're still going to be affected. Ignoring is another, acting as if the emotions that are connected to the experience don't exist. You just blatantly ignore it. You just move on. You know, you move on rapidly too soon. You just push through pain. Honestly, you, 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 you ignore it. You don't find the source of it and you just push through. It is what it is. Another feeling that we feel from setting boundaries, guilt. We feel like we owe people things. We feel like we owe the world things. And like I discussed with our families teaching us that we have to unconditionally love them and we are taught our codependence in the home. We feel guilt for choosing ourselves, for setting up boundaries. Our parents, well, and this is not for everybody. This is not to everybody. This is, you know, this, Alexa's opinion did not to be taken as fact. But our parents guilt us sometimes into not realizing we were dealing with certain levels of abuse. And then we feel guilt within ourselves. Just guilt all around, guilt, baby, guilt. We can also feel sadness just sorrow from from doing something uncomfortable, something different. Betrayal. We feel as though we betrayed our family, our friends, and anyone else just by setting up a boundary. We're so not used to them. And then last but not least is remorse. We feel so much remorse for setting a boundary. Oh, I shouldn't have done it. Oh, that came out wrong. Oh, I should have said that a different way. Just regretting what we said but what we need to do is reframe how we think about setting our boundaries when it comes to people nedra said it best we need to reframe the way we think about setting boundaries when it comes to these relationships because boundaries will set us free boundaries will give us the freedom to love and respect all people who we you know interact with love etc So now, I have you thinking, now that we know the different types of boundaries, now that we know the different levels of boundaries, and now that we know just how boundaries, and now that we know how boundaries could make other people feel as well as ourselves, we can take all of that information and mold it to create our own set of boundaries and to assess our own set of boundaries that we have now to see if we are setting healthy boundaries. Are you saying yes to yourself and no to others, not out of resentment, but because that is the boundary set forth that will give you peace? Are you giving yourself the peace that you deserve? Ask yourself, what do my boundaries look like? And not mine, not Alexa. I have to ask myself this question as well. But what do your boundaries look like? Are they, are they healthy? And how can you reassess them and change them around if they're not as healthy? So now it would not be the giving you your flowers podcast without me going ahead and making sure you get your flowers. So here are your flowers for learning how to get to those healthy set of boundaries, learning more about your boundaries and getting there and getting what you want. People who set boundaries get better sleep, 
they experience less burnout, they build healthier, loving relationships, they experience less stress, joy, and there's long-term and short-term values that come from setting up your boundaries. And you have started not only today, but other days on setting up boundaries for yourself and choosing you and deciding that you are worth it. You are worth love and respect and so much more. So as always, I'm here to give you your flowers. Here's a big ass bouquet of every single little daisy, lily, orchid, rose, anything. If you love leafy plants, they're in there too. Lavender, etc. Your bouquet is immense and it's for you. So here is the Giving You Your Flowers podcast and here's Alexa giving your flowers. And until next time.